Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does, they charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi everyone and welcome to this week's Snowcast. I'm DJ Walsh, uh, hosting tonight and uh, I've gotten two men to fill the Yon Tab Shape hole in my life. I've got Ollie Sharp, a uh, veteran of the Snowcast. This is, you're near, you're, you must be near enough double figures at this stage, are you? I don't know about that, but uh, it's good to be back. Yeah, it's good to be back. You're actually sitting in the exact same spot you were the last time you were. Oh, it's very close. Man. Yeah, uh, cheek for cheek. Cheek and, for um, cheek. You're, you're keeping well? Keeping well? I'm keeping very well. Work is busy. People buy points. People buy points. I generally serve them. Work is fairly great at the moment with the weather, but you know. Comfort points. Comfort points. The stout is getting back. And joining us on this uh, not so glorious Thursday evening for the comfiest of comfort points is uh, Alan McGuire. Alan, second time on Stonecast, veteran of the Juvenilia podcast. Of course, you host that. Uh, Favorite of mine. One that I have many, many downloads of the back catalog to get work my way through. Uh, my first listen tomorrow morning is going to be Hercules oh yeah yeah, very very good one. Yeah, I I have high hopes for this now. Yeah, Rena who did that one, she had just like a, a full notepad full of notes and facts about Hercules. By the end, she was just like, "What else can I tell you about Hercules? I don't know." And she was just listing off facts about Danny DeVito and Christopher, Christopher Walken. And right. Stuff. You know why not? It's a good time. I'm very happy to be back and drink a beer on a Thursday night. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like That's you know, if there's yeah. ever a way to justify drinking beer on a Thursday night, do a podcast where you have to drink beer on a Thursday night. To, yeah, it's, it's like the the, it's our niche it's our niche there's, there's, there's opportunity in the market like you know we don't want to monopolise this market we, oh yeah that could be well. one of your patron rewards it's like yeah. we give you an excuse to get out of the house on Thursday night you can come be in the podcast uh, yeah. silently if you pay us 5 euro a month well, I th- I, no I think I think that tier is like $50 a month I think we're safely never going to have anyone that joins us because pay- although if, you know, if anybody out there does want to pay us $50 a month uh, you're more than welcome to come along uh, the points will be on you. Uh, <laughs> uh, we're here in. I mean, I think every set, pretty much. This is our. I don't think no. This is. 25, 26, 20. This is about our forty-sixth episode. Oh, that's a random guess, but near enough. And I reckon there's a solid 20, 25 bit of Phil Grimes. And we're back in Phil Grimes again tonight. Uh, the reason we keep coming back is this, it's so good. Um, Alan, you remember Phil Grimes in its older iteration? Oh yeah. So. 
Grimes is one of my childhood pubs, which isn't really I think people have anymore because no, it's I, not really it's frowned upon. Yeah. But it's one of the pubs our parents used to bring us to. Are we the last generation of people who have childhood pubs? I would say so. Definitely. We're definitely the last generation of childhood pool sharks anyway. I would yeah. Say. yeah. Yeah, comfortably. Uh, so we used to come here on Sundays after Mass. My father would come and play cards with a group of men who played, used to play football for Bolton in the 80s. They'd all just sit up in the corner there and play cards and we would basically run up and down and play pool if there was somebody playing pool and that was it it was either there or Reginald's when Reginald's was called Reginald's before it was a Reg uh, where they used to have like a live jazz band every Sunday morning every Sunday in morning in Waterford yeah which is un- unusual my parents hated it they hated jazz but like it was their friend's father was a drummer so they had to go and sit there and go we need this every Sunday so hope your friend's father doesn't listen to this <laughs> podcast he definitely does yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that's good because like I and just structurally is the pub quite similar to what it was. What you remember? It's exactly the same. Yeah, that's, more, I was I was really hoping you'd say fantastic. that. There's more stuff on the walls. Yeah, I would say that. But um, it's the, like, the, the essence. Exactly. Yeah, actually, yeah, because it is probably 25 years since I was here regularly as a, a child. Um, <laughs> since I've <laughs> frequented this haunt regularly. Yeah. I'm looking at that water for Jersey and I recognise names off it and signatures of people who I know. So I'm telling you, that's, that's only about, that's kind of come from maybe five or six years ago. So that'll tell you. I thought that said Alan McGuire for a minute. Oh, you know what? The way that person's written Alan is exactly how I write Alan. No way. That is really freaky. <laughs> so this is like your Joey and Friends identical hand twin moment right now. Yeah. You're my um, Alan signature twin. So I have a signature twin. Also, my eye twin is Claire Danes. I realise. Uh, nobody believes me on that one, but she is. So that's Claire, also Claire, if you're listening... Claire Danes, put, put, get in touch. Put, put, yeah. a, put an eye picture up on Twitter, please. <laughs> send, send eye pics. Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> um, so we're here on Thursday night because we love to be here on a Thursday night. Um, and as usual, uh, Ali, I'll come to you first. What are you drinking tonight? I am on the Japanese Kirin Ashiban, uh, seeing as though we're currently in Japan for the World Cup. I said I'd go with some sort of Japan theme. Uh, it's gas, it's pretty impressive, I must say. It does say beer at its purest, and I'd have to agree. It's lovely, yeah. It's, uh, it's pretty impressive. I would say it's maybe a bit too watery, but you know, other than that. It's funny you say that because two episodes ago we were here with my brother and Simon Cahoon. The real life doctor on Instagram. Good follow for healthy recipes. Uh, not a good follow if you're uh, having a hungover Thursday and you want a spice box. Um, he'll show you up. But we were here and the Kiranichi band, I was drinking that. And I actually said the lightness of it on that night, because we, like, you know, it was Brian Brothers drunk for the weekend, so we went out for dinner and had a few drinks at dinner and came here. And I said, like, the lightness of it was lovely for a session yes not for we're going to have three or four drinks here and I'm going home afterwards yeah I'm not looking for a well, three and home three and home yeah I, I still home. I still think it's a, it's a lovely point but it's just it's a bit more, too much like Coors Light really yeah in its lightness interesting in its lightness oh in the lightness yeah in it's, the, it's, it's, near, it's not nearly as gassy no it's not it's definitely not but it's a uh, it's a nice beer I'd say it's not nearly as gassy I'd get it again except the lovely pattern of the glasses yeah. I was just going to say it's that's, yeah. that, that's sign a, of a good glass and yeah. a good beer sign of just sign of good everything it's, it it's almost uh, like a Japanese haiku <laughs> it's not at all like, no. I'm saying it is what it actually looks a little bit like is you know that, that famous Japanese painting of the tidal wave of the tsunami it's a bit like that just tilted a small bit yeah. Yeah. Side, there yeah. you go you know 
perfect form. Beautiful. This is the point of the podcast where I say we'll put pictures up on Instagram and then don't Never. take pictures yeah. and don't put yeah, up I'm trying to think of a five syllable, seven syllable, five syllable thing to say about this class, but it's not going to get there. That'd be very impressive. I'll, I'll do it for when it comes out. We'll do a little thing about it. Right? Brilliant. Uh, that, that can be your little spiel. That would be my contribution to the social media push for this episode. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Alan, what's yes. your comfy Thursday point? So what I did was I panicked. And I came in, so if you know Grimes, it has two sections. And all the, the craft beers in one section, all the spirits are in the other, pretty much. Kind yeah. of. And I came into the spirits section because I walked past you because you had your head down, you were in a baseball cap for some reason indoors. It's fine. It's grand. Um, yeah. And I got Francis Connor, which is like retro craft beer yeah because I worked in an office for a very long time and I remember when there was a Francis Scatter when it was just earlier and nothing else Francis Scatter was exciting so this is really a tribute to 22 year old me I mean you're you're basically reliving your whole life through this podcast right now you've got I really am. childhood I'm Alan Eaton skips staring at a picture of Paul McGrath here remember yeah. the time Paul McGrath stayed in the Terror Hotel when I was six the whole town stood outside the Terror Hotel like he took out the window <laughs> that happened he didn't dangle any children like Michael no, Jackson no he just waved or... yeah yeah. That, was good. that was good of him I mean I've never had people fawning at a hotel window hoping for a glimpse of me Like, but if yeah. I did I'd probably do something stupid too it was like two months after the World Cup after 1990 yeah. that's peak McGrath yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. speaking of the 1990 World Cup I just bought an Italian 90 jersey online, really? I was, and it arrived and it is spectacular in person I was born on the day of one of the matches. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. My cousin got married um, two weeks ago. We're at the wedding in London. and uh, So she's Irish, but her husband is in London. So the best man bought him um, uh, like Irish 94 jersey in small to make him fit him with the family. So he had to put on this very old aircon <laughs> jersey during the best man speech. It's nice to watch. Very good. Yeah, very good. good. see the old jerseys. Uh, me, myself, I am drinking... Uh, keeping in the team with the English guy marrying your cousin uh, I'm drinking an English beer and it's from Tempest Brewing Company it's the Citrus Citrus Pale Ale it, uh, Indian Pale Ale and it is a 6.8% bit of kick in it bit of juice do you feel it? no that's the thing it's really you were surprised when you found out yeah it's really so- yeah because <coughs> basically Tom said I have a beer for you said I have a, a Citra for you Grand. I said I'll have a pint of that and said nothing to him and I didn't even ask him where it was from and I was drinking it and then I was like I better find out what this is and look it up and I looked up and I was very shocked at the 6.8% because it doesn't drink like a 6.8% at all uh, very light and uh, very very fruity very fruity which uh, I'm a big fan of I like a bit of punch so uh, that's what we're drinking there's where we are Alan is uh, having flashbacks by the minute and uh, now I just want to say um Ghost or Dog, the last time you were on this podcast, Alan. Yes. It's become a phenomenon in our social media circles. Has it? Yeah, we've okay. actually had to ask several people, would they rather be a ghost or dog? And I don't often get approached by people who listen to the podcast because not too many people do. But uh, I've been approached in a bar in recent times and someone said, you're the guy from the smoking. Would you rather be a ghost or a dog? I just kind of like, answer, <laughs> answered it in the podcast, but uh, it was a lovely moment. It was, it's become a little bit of a mini phenomenon for us, yeah. Well, I'm glad to be on the ground floor of that. Yeah, yeah. that was, um, 
that was an eye opener. And uh, geez, we went some mad wild places. We explored the space. Yeah. We did, we, we did. did. Um, and that was really good. How are things with Juvenalia at the moment? All seems to be going really well. Juvenalia is fine, yeah. Um, yeah, we're recording two new episodes on Saturday. No, three new episodes on Saturday. We're going to Aladdin, which will be very exciting. Oh, very interested. Very interested. And Cruel Intentions, which is one of my favourite films of all time. Very excited to talk about Yeah. That was eye-opening for, like, as a, as a like, teenager growing up in rural yeah. Ireland, seeing that film in Catholic rural Ireland was... It's big city living. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we thought yeah. sex in the city was racy, like, you know. Yeah. No, pre attention to something else. Uh, quite homophobic, rewatching it. But really? it's 1999. Yeah. So I've, I've yeah. Yeah, it is, yeah. So it's 20 years old this year. It's, so. Is it a bit like, for me, who started It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, like, only last year? I was like, Jesus Christ, I would never get away with any of this now in the first I couple of like series. Though, yeah. That show has such comedic value to it. Yeah. It's to, like it's such a it's such a comedy of errors all thrown into one episode. I I don't think their first series would take off if it was released today. It'd still no. be brilliant. Well the thing about it's always sunny Philadelphia is that they're terrible people. You're not supposed yeah. to advertise with them. Exactly, yeah. So That's what makes it so, so anything they say you know they actually mean the opposite yeah. so it's alright and also season 1 didn't have Diana Vito either so no, no. Uh, so it didn't really take off to be start waving his gun around which is my favourite bit of prop comedy and I mean, any show ever and I mean I love the way he just get a gun suddenly and yeah. it's amazing and it just appeared in every episode yeah appeared in every single episode so you've got Aladdin crew and Hentons and and oh we're doing a Patreon only episode as well which is Sega vs Nintendo in the 90s oh fuck that, that'll be a heated debate it reckon. is because I was Sega and Sarah was Nintendo so so, I'm Nintendo. I got like a Nintendo at Christmas, so I'm finally Nintendo. You're Nintendo but now. Now, but child, like, 90s Island was Sega. Definitely Sega. Oh yeah, because because all the magazines were segregated, so you would just be reading pro Sega propaganda all the time. You'd be like, well, the frame rate in the Aladdin game is much better on the Mega Drive than the Super Nintendo, obviously. Obviously, and the graphics were done by like a whole different team. So yeah. And the, but they missed a big trick. The Pokemon game came out in Super Nintendo and never came out in Sega. That's true. That was kind of the turning yeah. point to feel. More important thing for me as an eight-year-old is that uh, Mortal Kombat on the Mega Drive had blood. Super Nintendo didn't. Wow. It wasn't allowed. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Which is yeah. very important. Yeah. Yeah. That was. Uh, I don't think I was born when either of these consoles <laughs> were around. But look, there you go. Wait, how old are you? I'm only 21. Ah, uh, no, you weren't. Yeah, fuck that. There's a, there's a shop in, uh, there's a shop in North Main Street in Cork that still sells Super Nintendos and Sega Mega Drives. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. I yeah, I walked past that one, so I was like, I can't. Like, I had to not go in. I knew I'd spend like, all the money ever. I went in, and what was probably the poorest week of my life. Uh, I won't be going in there on Tim Simmons to pay for a wedding. Both. So the week after Freshers and the first or second year you walk in. Around that time. Yep. Around that time. That's yep. around the time it opened. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they still have them. It's amazing. Yeah. It's it's like what CEX wants yeah. to be. Tell you now, I was after a wedding in London. We went to just for a wander around. It was in Harrow, which is not a very nice place to be, but it was fine. Near but, yeah, but they had a CEX and they had a Moonwalker on the Mega Drive cartridge in a window, which is problematic old bust, I would say. It's yeah. kind of like it's a bit like buying a Nazi medal or something now. Yeah, from like five years ago, probably not okay. But uh, but they had like proper proper old like master system games and stuff in there. It was. It was I mean, I suppose at the same time too with the the size of the population in London, they're more likely to honour those gens. Absolutely. Yeah. 
those diamonds in the rough. Yeah, but we have all the mini consoles now, anyway. Little so. Aladdin reference there for. Yeah, nice. I'm on fire tonight. <laughs> I think I am. Um, really good. Also, the last time we met before tonight was the last time I ever watched stand up comedy. Mm. And I really wanted to bring this up in podcast form because I believe that your litany of facts and post modern realizations about the pre theater world astounded me oh yeah it was all true I know I, I, yeah. I, I fully believed you like I yeah. I mean I'm not sure it was a stand-up comedy <laughs> like it was just funny incidental fact oh no it was a TED talk basically yeah, yeah. yeah. it was yeah. a TED talk about Tato yeah. which I mean everyone should have a TED talk about Tato yeah it's an important part of our cultural heritage so someone said the most yeah for anyone who doesn't know Tato invented crisp flavors in 1950 oh, it's just a month now 1954 57 one of those two but there was no crisp flavors before that it so was just, just fried spuds it was just a fried spud and you get like a little packet of salt with it you could pour on but Tato invented actually putting it on in advance and combining flavors so they invented cheese they invented cheese and in the world like, in the world in yeah. first place in ever western ever They're, maybe the Persians had I was going to say in like surely 2000 like, BC I feel I like the Indians were fairly modern with their all, with their food well if you think of like Papadoms and all that kind of stuff none of that is really flavoured you know that's so, so also an awful like all that stuff is just a carrier a, a carrier for your sauces and etc whereas like yeah. potatoes are a snack yeah, and by the one right. The very first flavor they invented was cheese and onion. The second was salt and vinegar. That's the first two. That's like I have a hot take on the cheese and onion. What? Because you said in your TED talk, how did they come up with cheese and onion? Yeah. So a variety of concannon is running cheese through it. So it's cheese, potato, and onion. Well, there you go. That, that's it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know, is it? It might not be. I would say that has to be. Yeah, yeah. Maybe in Mead they were like slicing potatoes really finely and putting like little blocks of cheese and a little bit of onion on top of it for like. Maybe they were doing that back in the days of the High Kings of Tara. Maybe. Wait, it they were on Newbridge with the skeleton yeah. and they were just frying off, you know. Yeah, they were just trying every kind of savoury thing together. They were like. Turnip and Swede, that's the same thing, doesn't matter. It doesn't count. Yeah. Yeah. Turnip and parsley. Turnip and parsley, coriander and peas. That would probably be okay. Try to get that versus Spencer's now. Coriander and peas would be kind of sort of uh, fusion restaurant soup, I'd imagine. Yes, it would. Yeah. Not bad. Um, very good. So, there are only four real flavours of crisps, I believe. Oh yeah, so they're the first four that Tato invented, which is basically like the Beatles of crisp flavors. It was cheese yep. and onion, salt and vinegar, smoky bacon, and prawn cocktail. They're the first four crisp flavors invented. And Tato makes all four. There's a rule in our family home that yeah. you only eat smoky bacon at Christmas because you used to get the variety box. Yeah. And commercial smoky bacon could never be found in any shops near us. It's rare. I yeah. feel like they alternate between prawn cocktail and smoky bacon yeah. to keep you on your toes. Possibly, yeah. Because potato prawn cocktail is too strong to be an everyday crisp. It's like a, it's a weapon. It's like skips on steroids. 
it, it, it's so strong. Yeah. It's definitely one of like the nicer treats you can have when you pick up a prawn, prawn cocktail. Oh yeah, like, every like month or two. Yeah. Or so, oh yeah, in terms of like flavor, you get some value from money. I mean, I remember in my early college years, I was going out with a girl from Kerry, and I was down at her parents' house one weekend, and it was like July, and they had smoky bacon crisps in the cupboard, and I was genuinely culturally dumbfounded. <laughs> culturally dumbfounded at smoky bacon crisps. Uh, you also made some stark points about people who never enjoyed a tater sandwich. Did I did. Yeah, because once you realise that nothing happens, there was no first there was 1957, <clears throat> it just, it changes all of history, really. Oh, yeah. They're like, they're like Michael Collins never had a crisp sandwich. It's quite upsetting. God, this is terrible. Yeah, you know? mind blowing. Yeah. I have a theory, subsequent to your TED talk, yeah. had Franz Ferdinand had crisp sandwiches available to him, mm-hmm. we would have avoided World War One. He would have been ducking down, he would have been cleaning off some crumbs. Yeah, he would have had crumbs, yeah. ducked, missed. Gabriel or Princip would have missed, would have been fine. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Also, I, I imagine like Rasputin would not have gone half as extreme as he did if he had the uh, capacity to just <clears throat> chill himself. If he could have some of that extreme sexual energy into yeah. crisps instead. Yeah, I know that's what I've done with my life. Because... <laughs> <laughs> I've channeled off some of this raw sexual energy I have yeah. after eating crisps regularly. Yeah. That explains why I eat so much crisps. So. Yeah. <laughs> it's, just, it's for it's for everybody's benefit, really. Yeah. I have something that I've been meaning to do with Taylor's for a long, long time. With crisps in general. So, you know the... Um, the spring onion and cheddar bistro Taylor crisps? Yeah. Like They're like... Ones. Yeah, mm. yeah. So I've had have this theory that the gourmet tato sandwich is some sourdough bread, some almond butter, and some right. of those. <laughs> I reckon you've got a gourmet tato sandwich. There. Right, okay. This is like when those like, haven't tried the restaurants try to make fancy blads. Like, yeah. No, just put some ham in there. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Some red. I'm yeah. gonna try it someday, and it's gonna be terrible. And I'm gonna take pictures of it beforehand to like wow everyone on social media. And, and, and those pictures will never see the light of day. It's hard to know which part of it will make it worse. Which bit will be the failure? Yeah. It will be all three bits making each other fail more. Maybe I need on. to do a Heston Blumenthal and try every single possible combination on a micro scale. Yeah. Yeah. And then scale up. Yeah, there's like six different versions of that. Yeah. Factorial yeah. Delta. Yeah. Yeah. So. Mm. Next week on the Snowcast. <laughs> I just realized I've never combined two types of crisps in a sandwich. Have you? They're very pure. I have. Yeah. Yeah. I never have. Have you done the like non non potato, the baked maize crisps in a sandwich? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I was hoping uh, you all like a chicken tea sandwich. Chicken tea sandwich, yeah. Meanies chip sticks. Chip sticks. Chip sticks are cold yeah. in the sandwich, yeah. 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 No, I mean, bad, like the. I've combined flavors actually. I have. Do you know the hula hoop where you get the the salt vinegar ready salted and cheese and onion I've done a big mix in a big massive sandwich before but the key with those is you need to crush the hula hoop in the bag and then you just put the sprinklings on the bread because the original will neutralise it out yeah if you have barbecue beef in there that won't work oh that is too strong yeah 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 absolutely yeah it was a revelation I only did it once it was one of those where you know you're like 16 and you've got two friends staying over so you don't go to sleep 
and you stay up watching films with Elijah Woodenden that yeah. you didn't know existed because they weren't that good. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was like a four o'clock in the morning snack. Yeah. We were each Don't like, there was three of us, yeah. and I was like, I'll have a salted dinner, cool hoop sandwich. And the, one of the lads was like, give me a ready salted sandwich. And then the other lads were, I'll have a cheese and onion. And I was like, what if we combine them all? And as expected, the results were mind blowing. Absolutely mind blowing. We did something very similar and very similarly mind blowing with a potato soup in college. So I made potato soup, went out for the night, went out for a long night, came back, he dropped the soup, and someone said we should add a tin of beans to this. Wow. And we said this is the. We just kept it to potato soup, potato and leek soup, and just tipped a tin of beans into it, eating it up. And we all just sat there at four in the morning going, this is so hearty. This is so hearty. It's hearty. It's very hearty. It's like it's like something like it wasn't nice. It wasn't nice. No, yeah, it it's almost like something that an old wife's tale would tell you would cure like arthritis or something. Yeah, yeah, it's that kind of thing. Yeah. Like you should have potato leek soup at four o'clock in the morning with beans ran through it. Yeah, that'll cure any fracture yeah. you might have. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I love it. Uh, how do we get potato leek soup from beans? Yeah, we started off with Mister Potato in, in 1954. Uh, one of my favorite things to do is uh, Google image the like historical representations of Mister Potato on the bag. Because the Nordies have kind of gone retro. They have, they have a weird looking bag up there. It's a strange bag. It reminds me of Tato Snacks Inverted, the colour scheme. Yes, it is, yeah. And the Mr. Tato oh, yeah. is almost like 1960s Tato, man. 1970s. It's an old version, very retro. Kind of, yeah. It's like a new Mr. Tato had like a flashback to when he used to host a game show. Yeah. yeah. That's what he would look like. Yeah. Yeah. Now, the biggest question I want to ask before we take a point break that I want you both to contribute to heavily is in the case of a United Ireland in the next couple of years we're not going through the politics of whether it should or shouldn't happen or blah 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 most importantly how will Tato packets look post a UI Okay, now apparently, I've never tasted Northern Ireland potato, but apparently they do taste different. They do taste different. They're different crisps. I mean, so objectively, it's very hard to say which is nicer. I because because like it's like twenty six county potato is like home for us because free state yeah. Yeah. yeah, free state <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, Sarah stuff again. <laughs> and what do they call the Nordy ones then? Potato. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's almost like. I, I mean, I mean, th- I mean, if 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 those if that doesn't represent partition, what does? Yeah, I, I, I do think free state. Oh, I like that. I saw that. It's not mine. Yeah, I, I know. I, I saw it on Twitter and it escaped me. Yeah, but when you say it out loud, it's actually better. I've only ever seen it in text. I reckon the Sayerstoff potato would be our preferred, but I don't think I don't think. Sarah Stott Taylor will be able to go what I'd, to Northern Ireland and take over. What I'd love to know is two different bags. if, and I don't know because I, it's very hard to, to judge these things because I've never had like done a blind taste test. Yeah. And I haven't seen a randomised control trial as to whether like free stato or Nordy tatoes are nicer. <laughs> but I wonder if free stato is free stato. Yeah, I said it right, did I? <laughs> if free stato is nicer. Would that go some way to bridging unionist opinion on a United Ireland? Can we like use our supposedly superior Tato as a political bargaining tool? 
I would say they prefer their one no matter what. Yeah, the, hope, so. the hopeful answer yeah. is yes, but the realistic answer is most certainly not. Yeah. It's so unfortunate. It's the same way you prefer like your mother's cooking than any other cooking. No yeah. matter how exactly good or bad well, it is. Actually, no, like, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> or from my grandmother's cooking, but... Oh, well, there you yeah, go. Yeah, true, but yeah. It's like you prefer a maternal influence in your life's cooking than yeah. your cooking. Yeah, my Irish is just deserting you. Your, tin, your hinton fame yeah. is what you like. Yeah. Um, tinton. Right, right interesting. Hinton um, I think if it was on the table as a negotiating thing, where you're like, we'll share the NHS with you if you take our tato, we'll be like, okay, we'll take the free healthcare. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, otherwise, I'm going to stick with our tato. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. I mean, yeah, it's 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 a small price to pay. Um, right, Michelle O'Neill, Arlene, if you're listening, get sit down over and a couple of bags of tatoes and just fucking sort it, sort it out. Absolutely. Lovely. It's a deal breaker. Right lads, points on me. And we're back in the room and we may or may not, depending on my brother and Owen's productivity over the next couple of days, had an advertisement and or a special insert from Japan right there. Uh, Owen and Tommy, I really hope you're enjoying the Japanese beer. Um, so this week we're going to do something slightly different. Um, as usual when Owen's away, I get a bit creative on the podcast and sometimes it goes well, sometimes it doesn't. But um, Alan... You're one of the most prominent um, people in Irish Twitter. <laughs> you sparked social media presence. Yeah, you sparked at least one debate in my uh, time following you. Sure. Okay. Yeah. We'll go, we'll go with I, that. I mean, yeah. one national debate on Twitter is. Yeah. That, like mean, that. That was quite good. Like I've been around for a long time. Like, you can't help but like just amass yeah. things after that. Yeah. But sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you've got you've got you've got a few uh, Twitter tongues wagging in your time. That, that's true. Yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah, I've got blocked by some notable uh, DJs in my time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, look, if that's not deserving of a blue tick, I don't know what is. You know what? Yeah. I, I decided a long time ago I wouldn't pursue a blue tick. I like to be punk and keep it real. Yeah. That I, won't, I won't want any club to have me as a member. I just, just seem desperate to like want a blue tick. So do you, I'm going to not do that. Do you think the blue tick removes the Twitter person from reality? Like all of a sudden, they're not in touch with the the, the working of, yeah. class Twitter. You get a whole lot of extra options with blue tick. You can like set it so you can only see replies from other people with blue ticks. How often so, is that? I mean, and I wanted to stay down with the the, the, the normal folk, the normies. Friends. So basically, people, yeah. people, not like not against you if you have a blue tick, but people with blue ticks are Tories. In other words, they're um, Tories of Twitter. They're Tories, or they uh, worked for the uh, between 2012 and 2014. They were given one, whether yeah. they wanted it or not. Yeah, 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 yeah. essentially, yeah. And, uh, brilliant. <laughs> yeah. So I texted you during the week because um, you were kind enough to to agree to come on the show after spending 30 minutes talking about ghosts and dogs the last time. To pick out a good tweet and a bad tweet, you know, tweet of the week. Yeah. Where did you go? So no, sorry, I'm sorry, Google and Bob. I'll let you choose because you, I don't know what you picked alright so we'll start with we'll start with the bad one get it out of the way yeah so you said the elephant tweet, in all of the and rooms. then I was keeping a lookout and then something happened that just caused a flood of awful tweets by the worst people in the world so this is just a category of tweet rather than an actual tweet we'll, we'll probably mention a couple of specific ones here. basically any like anti-Greta Thunberg tweet yeah is the worst tweet of the week <laughs> if, if you're basically anti a 60 year old girl please don't boil the planet while I'm still alive 
it's a bad tweet. Yeah. You, you need to just redraft it and go, what am I actually trying to do here? What am I saying? You know? Like that woman who saw her on a train with a load of like recycled stuff and used by bottles. Like, I yeah. saw that tweet. She, what? How dare she be on a train and be opposed to, to climate change? What? I mean, yeah. Last week on, last week on the Snowcast, we talked about like, really alternative and mad uh, modes of transport because there was a few hot air balloons around yeah which yeah. was cool <laughs> really cool yeah um, but barring like I don't know some mad fucking jetpack that runs off steam or something mm-hmm. um, I believe trains are the most uh, eco-friendly method of transport regular method of transport besides walking and cycling yeah yeah like trams, trains yeah. anything you yeah. can Put on an electric line, pretty much, because that would yeah. be powered by solar. Power. So, that, so yeah, that's that debunked. Yeah, um, and like she had uh, reusable water bottles. Yeah. Uh, she had recyclable containers. Vegan salads. Vegan salads. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like look. it kind of looks like she was eating a fairly like non-existent. Yeah. Like, you yeah. know, it was it was a very simple lunch, and you know, one had to go there, and then everyone in the comments just absolutely tore the shreds. I feel like if you're coming to Greta Thunberg, you must have some kind of fetish for getting this. Bodied by everybody in the world. Yeah, yeah. that lady yeah. got bodied. She really did. She got bodied. Yeah. that's the only way she got destroyed. Yeah. The, the, there's almost so many stupid tweets in response to Greta Thunberg with outrage that they nearly have their own little subcategories. Yeah. Mm. And not my favourite subcategory because that's the wrong word to use. But the subcategory I find most ridiculous is like why should we listen to a 16 year old like how is she an expert and when literally all she is saying is stop ignoring the experts yeah her literal message is listen to the scientists and the experts yeah they have been telling us this for 30 years these people clearly aren't listening to experts yeah why would I listen to a 16 year old girl why don't you put someone some sort of I don't know what's the word expert in front of me (laughs) some kind of climate change scientist any tweet I saw I clicked on they were UKIP supporters very oh, yeah. often yeah. it's the case that they were UKIP supporters yeah. it's just like it's, oh come on like, there's just no need for that like, it's, it's the classic kind of like um, people who oppose gay marriage people who oppose um, civil liberties and civil well, rights revol- like people, people, ideas, pe- like, but pe- people who oppose like women having divorce people who oppose the abolition of slavery and people who oppose Greta Thunberg's message if they were all put in various Venn diagrams it would be a perfect circle yeah. oh yeah it's so weird it's how all the anti-choice Twitter accounts are yeah. anti-immigrant now yeah. all my, they ironically migrated over into being anti-immigrant from anti-choice I mean yeah. anti-choice changed their name to if my mind was really if my mind was really sharp I'd create a quick anagram of what they are and it would spell Iona Am I allowed to say that in the podcast? I'm saying so. it anyway. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> he was saying why I mean, are people listening to her. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, let's anyway. be honest. Let's be honest. So yeah, I I, I thought that was a really good choice. It was the obvious choice. Um, yeah. But at the same time, it needed to be said. The thing, the thing I find most baffling is um, the fact that so many people see, find it very difficult to believe that a 16 year old can actually think for themselves and critically analyse things for themselves I was like her, to be fair though her articulation is fantastic when she's yeah. speaking her, like, her ability to speak in her second way. language yeah. exactly. absolutely and like she has Asperger's like, it mustn't be yeah. easy for her to get up on the stage and do it and she does it very confidently, very easily for for what like what we see. It seems quite 
Yeah. She's eloquent when she speaks. Yeah. And she, it's so lovely to see. Like, she's so passionate about the situation as well. Obviously, it's it's inspiring. She addressed the Aspergers in a kind of lengthy statement uh, during the week that was like absolutely brilliant, and her take in it was fantastic. And that she, um, I, I think she said she finds it difficult to socialise um, face to face so she kind of got that's why she got involved in campaigns in the first place yeah. and uh, her outlook on even you know being somebody living with Asperger's like she doesn't see it as a burden she actually sees it as something that's given her the drive and passion to pursue this like she is an absolute credit and it's a feather in her cap yeah well that's the way she sees it like, and that's, and that's, who, who are we to yeah. it's, it's oh, like, an admir- yeah. admirable like all these movements like slavery like, and some rights act like suffragettes, it all just takes like one person to go, someone needs to do something about this, and then like, the next thing to go, I could be the person to do something about this, yeah. so I'm going to do it. And she did it, and she's just following through. Not, it takes an easy yeah. person she to just do took that. The by the Didn't it all yeah, start by, started to walk the walk. Yeah. It all started by her writing an essay, I think, to the Swedish government, and yeah. her giving an award, or something along them lines. Yeah. From there, it's kind of sparked this um, massive movement. She, she's become a global phenomenon, and at the end of the day, like, people supported the Nazis you know I'm not saying that people support Greta I'm, I'm I better clarify that point yeah jump, jump back a couple of steps people, people thought the Nazis were right and that the people who were suffering at their hands were wrong um, yeah. you know it is pe- all a the same, view though the same yeah. I, I know, I know that's, well, I know that's science, terrible. Science, I'm not science saying that. fact what she's saying, you know, like, Absolutely. like, like polar ice caps are melting. Like, did you see the infographic that was going around Twitter today that was in Ireland after the sea uh, rises three foot? Was, was that three foot? The, the, yeah. the actual picture didn't have a, a I just presumed that was it was. Yeah, it didn't actually say how many feet it was. Oh, it's yeah, meat no. for Sam or something. Uh, yeah, like yeah, one from a small. Yeah, one from a minor city, in that, which what? I'll take because they're good to yeah. town. I mean, I mean, I mean, Waterford yeah. is literally water. Yeah, it lost I, its I, Ford. I'm pretty sure, like up in Ferryland, it will be okay. Yeah. I'm so glad I moved the there. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'd be in trouble. You'd be in. I'd be in big trouble. You'd be in trouble. Yeah, I would be. I'm fairly uh, certain. Like, like City Square is probably three feet above the river. Surely, isn't it? Is. But the I issue, like, yeah, really well, voting will yeah. become very popular. Like rowing, like, yeah, I'm going well, to focus all my gym time in a rowing machine now, mm. and I'm just going to be really good at rowing because I need just to be. Yeah. The, yeah, but boats are going to become like more expensive than platinum. Get them now. If there's three feet, <laughs> don't have the money now. Wait, <laughs> you're trying to pay for a wedding. Um, so that was yeah yeah you're right there's not much more you can say about it only like don't be a dick and yeah. even if and if you yeah. do disagree with her which you're entitled to do absolutely don't, don't, don't be a dick to a 16 year old girl like yeah. just just yeah. say oh I disagree with her you don't have to turn around and say she's a whatever like just just and say horrible things or say something constructive and argue the point in a constructive manner don't just be a dick don't include paedophile ring leaders in the yeah. same tweet yeah Let's yeah, on it not being yeah. real. Um, I was in Alaska last month. Um, we were up in Skagway, which is about you know Alaska kind of has yeah yeah teacher Um So you know Alaska has a little bit of the side of Canada and then a big chunk. Yeah. But Skagway is like the last bit on the, the leg, and there, it was like thirty degrees there. They were like, this is the hottest summer we've ever had. They, they, point, they, they were like that glacier used to be much further down. Yeah. Like we are living this. This is. Fucked. We can see that it's fucked. They're saying it's the tourists. Terrible. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but it's even it's, 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 it's not yeah. just the glaciers. Then it's the acidification of the ocean and all that. Like, oh, there's so much yeah. more going on. Um, yeah. Look, it's just scary. It's actually quite scary that we're living in a time where 
in 20 years. Also, I, I love the way like people say Al Gore said this 15 years ago and it hasn't materialised. Like The science was less perfect then than it is now. Like It's still imperfect, but it's a lot fucking like, more accurate. Like. And he's still for soul. Not for soul, but obviously he had the science behind him mm. yeah. 15 years ago. To bring it back to the sunkast, uh, <laughs> when I was here, went to the Skagway Brewing Company. Skagway blonde ale, very nice, very nice. Shout out to Skagway. If you want oh, to say, they actually that their bar is completely carbon neutral. Oh, they so cool. use like the heat from the kitchen to heat the bar and the cooling from the bar to cool something else. And they use like biomass from somewhere else in the town to actually use their find their motors and stuff. And the whole thing, this whole brewery is carbon neutral up in Alaska. So if they're doing up there. Yeah. We're in a place I mean, you can only reach by boat. I know, and I was going to say, like, Skagway send us some beers, but it probably would not be carbon neutral to send beers from Skagway to Alaska to Waterford. But uh, yeah, if we ever make it there, we'll we'll check it out. But shout out to them guys because it sounds class. Um, I don't know if you saw it, but Trump tweeted something extremely condescending about Greta Thunberg during the week. And she owned him. And she completely owned him. Put in her bio everything. I must say, I was very pleased with this. Yeah. It did you it see entertaining? Did you see the parody video about the um, Greta Thunberg? Looks like Brooklyn Nine Nine. Oh, the help, the helpline. No, the Greta Thunberg helpline, and it was like just this skit. Oh, I saw a tweet. I didn't actually yeah. watch the video. Yeah, yeah. So the, the the video was like just these like people of the very similar demographic getting angry let's just put it that way getting angry at Greta Thunberg and ringing this helpline and uh, just a helpline kind of uh, steering them in the right direction uh, which is quite funny and she like just retweeted it saying um, you know don't worry there's you know there's, there's help available or something along those things it was very funny you know the way the Simpsons have seemingly predicted certain things have happened dense years and you see like you know screaming shots of Simpsons moments where they're like oh they just predict things but there was one recently where they had Trump and then Lisa in the background looking at her and it's the exact same kind of framing as when Trump walked on the scene and Greta Thunberg is like behind her and he, like she's scowling at him and then the next thing is like she's up in the pulpit and she's speaking and then Lisa's doing the same thing and then the next one's like a newspaper article it's like local yeah. girl changes world it's yeah just, it's pretty cool ah look maybe we should be watching reruns of the Simpsons trying to predict the future oh, I think so oh yeah well they predicted the first the, nine years anyway they predicted the Cubs winning the World Series two years ago yeah and they launched their political party this week so. the ISF yeah, yeah. yeah. I, another, another fraction of the left wing I'm probably going to join it they're, everything they're saying like yep yeah, agree with that agree with that with that, that's good. Yeah. I mean, to, to be honest with you, like the only thing that turned me off joining it is I want to put a meme up on their Facebook page that had 590 likes in about eight or nine minutes, which I, I, I like literally my phone was on fire, yeah, uh, and they took it down because they said I hadn't enough Simpsons reference. I was heartbroken. It was, um, to be fair, I can see why they did it. But at the same time, to take it down was harsh. And then, but no, taking it down, fair enough, but they banned me for like a week from commenting or posting. And now every time I try and post, a moderator has to approve it, which is like, seems a bit over the top. Yeah. Uh, so it was when the Finnish guy did the Ireland and the Irish flag union jack and was like, do the Duff beer of me, where it's all going into the one place. It was like Duff, diet, Duff, and whatever. Uh, and he'd like, uh, you know, an outsider trying to understand when you're all the same or something along them lines was his and I had do you know the YouTube video that went viral a couple of years ago Finton for yeah. fuck's sake Finton yeah. 
Fenton. 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 Yeah. Fenton. Yeah. Yeah. So I. That's where I'm going wrong. So I had basically got a, a clip, a screenshot of that clip, and I had put a finished flag on the dog, and the ISF page logo on the man, and I had said for fuck's sake, Finn Tan. Very high concept. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, there's there's several areas to this meme. I mean, yeah, maybe maybe it wasn't that. I've never gotten more than like two hundred likes on ISF. Though, yeah, so. I had one. Thanks, lads. Thanks, on. Uh, I had I had a 500 or before as well. It was uh, this episode that with Ed Sheeran came out. Now obviously I don't watch Lane or Simpsons episodes because they're shite. But I just kind of saw a, like an article about it. So I clicked into it. And there was this like picture there that I stole, and then um, just put up like she. It was Lisa and Ed Sheeran playing music, or like a childhood version of Ed Sheeran that was going to shift like ten year old Lisa. And um, I remember that episode. That's really weird. Yeah, they were playing music together in a garage or something, and it was like uh, she played a fiddle in an Irish band, movie. but she fell in love with an English tan, which was very on point for Isaac. Yeah. So that went well. That was that was before it. Like at the moment, was it? Yeah. At the moment, everybody gets like, you put up Anton now, and you're getting two K likes because this got so big. That was back yeah. when like one K was like amazing. <laughs> it's gotten so I feel like I put us up very easy when we got 200 likes but it's fine I'm, I'm a niche, niche poster uh, so I, I can't even get my <laughs> post now approved by the moderators I had a really good blind boy one lately but it never made it to the yeah see some of the like original moderators follow me on Twitter but now when the new ones do so I'm like the privileges are gone damn it yeah, yeah. Oh, well. yeah. anyways Wait, uh, good tweet uh, good yeah good tweet I'm looking so, forward to this this one is about podcasts so when podcast is a good tweet it's a good tweet and it is by it was by it's by Video Dante very good yeah uh, it says when podcasts have guests on who I don't know it's like who invited these people to my personal parasocial friendship you think I made a parasocial relationship energy or something now I realize from your face neither of you know what parasocial relationships are yeah definitely not <laughs> uh, hold on I'm See, because I work in the scientific world, yeah, and I simply because so much of my scientific world has the pseudo prefix, yeah. Whenever para prefix is used, my brain goes straight to like pseudo, so I go pseudo social. But that's it's, exactly what it is. I, I get you. A parasocial relationship is a one-sided relationship you form with a, like a media figure, or yes, something, yeah. something you consume that they don't know you've consumed. So you form it with like people on TV or so YouTubers or is it podcast a Twitter stand? Like someone that is like so. You're talking young person talking. I am talking young person talking. Uh, it's it's like when when say like as in for instance I see it very regularly on Twitter from YouTubers I follow they reply to Twitter stands yeah. and they're like their names are like is know, it, the is YouTubers it, names in different weird names. I would say like yeah. That you, is so it something like is, that? is it like yeah. the way stands have this yeah. expectation of. Uh, reciprocity. Yeah. Stans just are obsessed and love it. Okay. For a parasocial relationship, you kind of feel like so your it, friends. So it's right. like the way yeah. in my right. head, me and Daniel Ricardo, the Formula One driver, are best friends. Yeah. But like, I'm never going to meet him, and he doesn't know exist. Right. Okay. So yeah, that's what it is. Say like a podcast you used to do a lot. You're like, you feel like you know the person really well. Yeah. But if you met them, you'd be like, you would scare them by knowing what you know about them. Right. You know, like, oh, yeah. me with like the Macmillan brothers. I'm like, I would get on so well with Griffin. Yeah. We would just be best friends. You know, it's like when I met. It's like when I met Finn Doyle. And yeah, I was like, exactly. I was like, oh my god, I love you. Can I buy you a pint? So if you listen to a podcast, right, and it's all the guests tend to be people you kind of know already from like Twitter or real life, and then they have like, someone random, like for instance the first 
him I was on here. <laughs> and everybody who knows he was like, who's this? I, I don't want to make a new friend. I already... Actually, DJ Nolan, my friends, yeah. what my was, podcast friends. What was very yeah. funny was um, the first time you were on our podcast, someone listened to it, uh, and in the week after, I was having lunch, and they came up to me and said, um, Oh, I really like the podcast. By the way, the guy you were on, is this him? And then they just showed me your Twitter profile, and I said, like, Yeah, that's him. <laughs> that's weird. Yeah. 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 So they had a parasocial relationship with both of us, and then met me in real life. Yeah. See, what I do is, if I have a parasocial relationship with someone from Twitter, I just invite them on the podcast to make it into a real friendship instead. Yeah. And just cut out the Kind of like what I did with you. Yeah, yeah exactly. It works. It's really good. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. we do stand-up together and have pints once every four months. Yeah. I can't think it was April when I was here last. It feels like was it, it April? Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. It's weird. Okay, I, have I said tweet. four months. Good, that was like good tweet, six though. months. I'd like to That's a really good tweet. Well, yeah. I have a, a one that I saw just before I came out, which is... Will you, will you send me a link to that tweet so I, I can... Uh, First of all, yeah. like it and then share it. Yeah. Now this one, this one's another topical one. I didn't want to do two, two topical ones, but someone said I can't remember who. Uh, when Trump gets impeached, he should be made wash cars in the White House, like basically in the back of the future. I saw that one just there. That's amazing. It's brilliant. I just, yeah. I, I don't laugh out loud much of stuff anymore. I'm 35. <laughs> I, I did a good old hearty chuckle to that. Yeah, you can't beat a good hearty oh, chuckle. I saw that. That was, uh, that was really impressive. Yeah, it's a very good pull. Yeah. The uh, ingenuity of some tweeters just, it's just fantastic. Yeah. It's mad. Sometimes I'll tweet something and I'm like, this is gold. It's going to get like 21,000 likes. You said that to me before. Yeah, and then like, it doesn't, like, and I like, I'll be like, Ollie, look, this tweet was really good. Nobody liked Four it. Likes. And you laugh at it. You laugh at it. And then you're like, not like it yourself. <laughs> and then I'll tweet something that is just like an anger impulse tweet or like an impulsive joy tweet and then you get like 8 retweets and 50 likes or, which is like what you get just normally well but, <laughs> but, 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 uh, but no exactly like, the things you actually like put a bit of time into never ever do yeah. it's like my biggest bit ever was uh, a pro tweet that I do stand up now and I got like 150,000 likes or like whatever but I literally saw two pros tweet number two brush on my lunch and I'm like on a tweet about that then added a punch onto it and straight away things started I was like oh shit and by the time I got home from work two years later it was like 5,000 retweets it was like I'm gonna have to mute this yeah it was literally I was sitting work the next day and like JK Rowling and retweeted it or something so my phone was just going so can I ask you right yeah you like Harry Potter I do right yeah so JK Rowling retweets that does childhood you who loved Harry Potter like jump out or does adult you who thinks she's a Tory I don't know do you think she like she clearly is but uh, were you conflicted she's in bad company um, she's in bad company yes I was yeah um, well, I didn't start reading Harry Potter until I was in 64 because I'm old but um, <laughs> so I was like well, tempered a bit that's yeah, the, like the first four books were up when yeah. Because I, yeah. I, I was, I was Harry's age as they came out. Yeah, I mean, I, that's I was so all good. In. I went to the midnight launch of the last one, but we left a gig. Yeah, I went to midnight launch and so we went back for the encore. It's very like twenty-four. So it's like, yeah. Uh, when you say it's so good, right? It was from like the fourth book onwards but the disappointment every year of not getting an owl with an invitation to it understandable 11 year old me on my 12th birthday was like it'll come this year I was fully convinced fully convinced um, which is why I have a small social circle now 
Uh, <laughs> they, they, what they should really do is like make you read like a Jonathan Franzen novel when you're eleven. Now this is what life will actually be like. But now go back to your little fancy yeah. novels where you can imagine things might be better. But in reality, it will be you having sad sex with it as, <laughs> as a professor at some point. Don't worry about it. I mean, it's a bit like the way I. I think I, re- I really liked my English teacher for Junior Cert and he left after Junior Cert but I really appreciate the fact that he made us um, do James Joyce for the Junior Cert now it wasn't Ulysses it was the portrait of an artist as a young man and when you're like 14 having to read that chapter that is a pre-sermon about how we're all going to hell and how everything is sending you to hell yeah fucking reality check and then, then you grow up and realise it's all bollocks but we have to kill a mockingbird for Junior Cert, which I think is a good book for 14 year olds. For Junior Cert? No, Junior Cert. Oh, yeah, yeah. We had uh, Reading in the Dark for Junior Cert, which is about the Troubles and Fairies. Yeah. Which again, weird one. Weird Not one. Not a lot of lessons to take. I don't think what we did for Junior Cert. I can't really remember. With Hamlet as well. So I went to Quail School, so we did too much emphasis on English. Oh, really? Yeah. Which one is Antigone? Antigone. Antigone. Oh, Antigone. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was actually pretty cool. I really enjoyed that one. We, did, we went to the Theatre Royal and we were having a show. Like, it was actually... Like, it was pretty yeah. interesting, to be fair. I mean... Did we do Animal Farm? I think we did Animal Farm. Which is, is a bit... Animal Farm is so... It's a bit strange. We did Transition Year. And our teacher was... I had the same teacher from second year through sixth year through Transition Year. That's great. And Transition Year was like... Basically, you think he just made us read what he wanted us to read instead of what was on the course. We like Animal Farm, 1984, and... Uh, of Mice and Men, I think. Yeah. No, yeah. So that was... Belly. Intense stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in Transition Year, in English class, I had to play... We did, we did a school play that never made it to the to the stage mm-hmm. we call it stage um, it was the first year of the school we planned on doing a play and they had no experience of doing a play so it just never made it uh, but I got cast as the uh, gay priest the gay uncle who was a priest so it wouldn't be well known because it, the year before <laughs> possibly what it was was the year before there was a competition nationwide competition for transitioning students to write a play and this had won that competition so we were going to do it uh, yeah, it was, it, and it was actually a really good play. Yeah. To be fair, the guy has some talent. I wish I could remember his name because maybe he writes plays now and he's really famous. And I could be like, oh, I played your gay priest uncle. Uh, but ironically, then Finn asked me to do a voiceover in, for one of his um, Irish history podcasts, and I played a priest in that as well. So uh, I'm kind of I'm kind of typecast now. I would say you're priestly vibe. Yeah, I don't like anyone. He's is, not very priestly. You're showing a lot of chest hair. For yeah, <laughs> maybe maybe that's maybe I'm showing the exact one of chest hair priest show. Maybe that's it. Priest in her pose. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we've mentioned that owns away at the um, rugby world cup in Japan. I don't really watch that much rugby. Alan, what's your rugby knowledge base? Uh, not a clue. I got, you know? I got Italy in the pool and work. Apparently that's bad. Who'd you get? They could have been today, but generally not yeah. so good. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll tune it again at the very end. I believe, the there's, I believe they're the sixth best team in the world. Well, there you go. That would be it. Uh, that means I'm watch a bit. You watch a bit. I'd be, uh, I'd be uh, an interested. Rugby fan, to be fair. So, uh, in a non-rugby related question, then, what's your favourite thing about Japan? My favourite thing about Japan. Um, I recently discovered Pocky, which I'm now in love with. Which What's that? So over here it's sold as... Um, oh yeah, sorry. Welcome away, chap. Well, how are you? How are you getting on? 
Ah, sure. Bring it in there. So hockey over here is, uh, you can see, it's called a cava sometimes. It's a little stick of like a very small bread stick dipped in chocolate. Oh. And it, it, in Japan, and obviously they import it into. They have it in the comic book shop here. I had them in Shanghai. Yeah, and they were pretty nice. They were pretty nice. It's just a very, very tasty little snack. It's like, it's like a very long match over in chocolate. Really good. What they come with, like, everything. They're matching green tea ones. Delicious. Really good. So I love that match. That's my new tea. My favorite thing with Japan has to be how they treat and respect the food they make in restaurants. I think it's absolutely unbelievable. I don't know if you've seen it before. Chef's Table on Netflix. And they have a Japanese segment and they go through how they cut and create bluefin, bluefin tuna. So is like one of the most expensive fish in the world and they create these like incredible dishes from this really expensive fish and it's actually like it's, it's so cool it's so cool like you know people and ah it's just Japanese cuisine and how they treat their food is just unreal it's fantastic oh actually I was in New York last year we went to Momofuku and had a pork bun from Momofuku which is the best thing I've ever tasted in my life it's just what was it? a pork bun from Momofuku which is a very very soft doughy thing with a little like like Ribbon it, uh, covering the, the best like teriyaki soy kind of sauce, and it's just the best. Thing. Yeah. The boy in your like, wow. yeah, it's like I'm gonna remember, remember this. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, my favorite thing about Japan is I have a fun, all right, I'll tell you one quick funny joke about Japan. Uh, when I went to Copenhagen with Neve, and it was our first holiday away together, first day in a foreign country with someone. We went to a restaurant and Neve's weak point would be max. And so seven Danish kroner is one euro. Neve ordered a Kobe beef burger, not realizing how much it cost. And I had said, I'll pay for this. So she ordered a Kobe beef burger on her first ever day in a foreign country together, on her first holiday together. I was a bit like, um, we're getting fairly fucking flush with the yeah. Kobe beef burger uh, when I told her what price it was after she had ordered and it came out uh, <laughs> I put it this way like, I, I stuck in fairness she offered to pay for it and I stuck to my word and I did pay for it yeah, yeah you suck it up she's probably, she's probably pity marrying me because of it <laughs> she owes it yeah. Yeah, she yeah. still owes you to this day yeah, yeah. Uh, but that was good Kobe beef obviously being um, uh, Japanese delicatessen that's the thing with like Copenhagen like Canada where the, their price is worth a lot more than the euro like, yeah. I assume this will work out I'm not, I don't even try to pay like figure out it's like fine and then look and then afterwards you look at your phone back in your bank account you're like yeah. it's okay yeah. it's alright yeah. yeah. I know that um, after the Kobe beef incident of Copenhagen 2016 uh, ever since she just lets me do all the arithmetic which is probably a wise choice for our finances our joint finances uh, love you Neve but maybe leave is Pokemon an answer yes. yeah. 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 yeah Pokemon's my favourite thing about Japan then 
Yeah. Anime is an anime. I kind of never got into anime. I can see like why people think it's class because yeah. I was obsessed with it. Yeah, I have a list of recommendations from my friend Dean of what I should watch, but I just haven't. Yeah. The first one I watched it turned out to go was anti Semitic, and the whole thing was not a movie about how Jews are bad. I was like, right. Oh, Jesus. Bad. Bad Jews. Yeah, do, do, not, do, bad. do not keep watching this. <laughs> yeah. does, does Yu Gi Oh fall into the category of. Well, that's not yeah. yeah. It's all watched a lot. What about Dragon Ball Z? Yeah. But is, is it anime? Oh yeah, I think so. yeah, well, that's it's a Japanese Oh yeah, fair enough. Because yeah. my brother loves Ian loves Dragon Ball Z. No Pokemon would be mine because it like Naruto really literally defined four years of my childhood. It is, isn't it? Yeah, it's not like Americanized. No, I don't. I don't, I don't think so. I think Naruto, Dragon Ball Z, Avatar, Avatar, Goku, Goku, Goku. He uses like his own little separate thing. I think. Yeah. He's just one of those things you know what he is. You really yeah, absolutely. Look, I've yeah. never I mean, watched. I've never watched Dragon. Well, I've, I've seen obviously bits and bobs, but he was, he was a super saiyan. Yu-Gi-Oh was the fucking the shit back in the day, like from, from second class to probably I think fifth I was, class. Yeah. That was that was when Yu-Gi-Oh was proper. It's prime. So I think yeah. Yu-Gi-Oh kind of followed Pokemon, and I was I was Pokemon. I was, like, I, I was a little bit I was, Pokemon away for Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah. But my college roommates were obsessed with car games. They, they would like play the Yu-Gi-Oh car game against each other, and they would like have screaming matches at each other about interpretations of the rules. Oh my god! Because it's so serious. Yeah. I remember like fourth class yeah. children were playing against each other, and they and they used to have these like so like I've my watch on right, and they had like a watch band here and a watch band here, and they had this like deck across their arm, and they'd have the the, the five cards or six cards you needed to play Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah. And some guy would be like, I draw the opposite. <laughs> throw it down and everyone's like oh shit like your man just pulled out obelisk oh fuck like this has got really serious and then you know he'd be here and he'd be like yeah 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 and, he'd like, and then the other guy would be like shit like what am I going to do and then there was like there was, there was this, there was this uh, there was this one being right and he had five cards and it was his head his, his, his torso his two legs and then like his spirit and when you put that together that whole thing it's just one you it defeated everyone it's a riot flush pretty much I, 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 I don't remember what it was yeah. but I remember whatever what it was anyway it just defeated everyone and then one day like some guy had like four in a row and he was like if you pull out this card it was just like gonna be and he was he was he was losing and he was waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and he had like your mom's about to kill me like the dark night pulled out and all this kind of carry on and your man just whipped out like the last piece of the arm and threw it down and it was like this is unbelievable this man has just come from the dead and beaten this other kid in fourth class and it was like one of the most spectacular and it's kind of like it's amazing. When, it's it like was when, just so good yeah. like, it's kind of like when Ash Ketchum revived Charmander like totally like. or have you ever seen that video of Wonder Street Fighter 2 World Championships where there's two like it's these two guys who are like, really famous and amazing Street Fighter and it's the final the last match in the final and there's one who was not particularly well liked and one was very well liked the guy who was well liked was 
very last bit of energy. The un that I was very well liked unleashed a 23 hit combo, and the good guy blocked every single one of them. Oh my god! A 23 perfect blocks and knocked out the other guy and won the championship. And the place is fucking. There's no need for this. There's no need for it. It is unbelievable. It's like it was like I've never seen anything like it. I feel incomplete because I've heard about it and haven't seen it. I'm really into watching competitive video games. I started watching Tetris World Championships. Oh yeah. It's like inhuman. It's crazy. It's actually scary. I have a brother who. My brother Alan. Good name. Doesn't well, his signature actually isn't a million miles away from you and your <laughs> signature twin. See, it's not a very interesting name. We have to, we have to spice it up where we can. Yeah, make very high A for the album. Yeah, yeah. You, you put the emphasis on the A. Uh, he is like obsessed with Ninja for Fortnite, and just like he, he would he would be sitting at home just watching Ninja on his phone. Yeah, we could be having a conversation. Yeah. He's just gone. Yeah. Uh, very quickly to end the show last question uh, Picasso once gone to the Rugby World Cup in Japan without being a rugby fiend so he's basically used this as an excuse to go to Japan what's the best excuse you ever used to travel anywhere Alan? best excuse to travel. Uh, I don't know what he was saying before I saw him oh so when I was um, doing my master's my, uh, my wife my younger friend was uh, doing her fourth year exams and she was kind of worried about one exam so I decided I would get the bus to report to Limerick because I was in court she was in Limerick got up got the 8am bus to Limerick so just me after her exam so I went and had coffee and then she had another exam so I went back home to court so just, that was my so that's why she pity married you. <laughs> yeah. That's actually a lovely story. Take off my yeah. 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 Uh, brilliant. Lovely. That's, that's, that's not bad. That's not bad. I actually, I thought of this question during the week and I never thought of my own answer. So I must think, well, Ali, Anthony, what's the best excuse you ever uh, So I saw J. J. Cole in Amsterdam uh, in my first year of college. But we had our tickets from Dublin, sold them, bought tickets for Amsterdam. And the real reason I went over was my mate was in college over there. And I went over. And hopefully, mum's not listening. I smoked a load of joints at coffee shops over there. And I was really high listening to the, the concert. It was one of the best converts I think I've ever seen. But it's it's funny. I really went over there. It was really fun. I'm friends with both Ollie and his mother. It's terrible. I'm in a terrible position. He's okay. <laughs> I'm not going to tell his mother about all the joints he smoked that thing, but. She knew. She I knew. think she knows. <laughs> she, she knew. Um, right. uh, best excuse I've ever had to travel anywhere. I that was a good excuse. It was a very good excuse. Yeah, travel. I got engaged in Rome. Uh, I've been to Rome several times. I've never been to Rome, so I knew. It was the, it was the I think that was like. Uh, yeah, but it was low key and awkward. I told a story in the podcast before, but. Uh, Basically, Neve doesn't like public attention, so I had to like discreetly get engaged to her, but in Rome in a really romantic location. And there happened to be like, about 400 Asian tourists, uh, so I was like, Sorry, I hit the microphone. Uh, I was like, little, little ring box open, trying not to show anyone else, and kind of didn't show her. <laughs> it was uh, awkward. Uh, also, they, I, I'm a bit of a 
Formula One geek. Um, love Formula One. I love this. The kind of I love the physics behind it. Yeah, I love the physics behind it as well as you know, driving. And I love the fact that talking about like being eco friendly and stuff. While it is absolutely not eco friendly, they have moved to V six from v, like V twelve engines back in the day to like V six turbo hybrid engines now. So a lot of dri- like driving is done by electricity. So they are. It's, it's very interesting. The next big step. Yeah, the next big step for them is trying to reduce the carbon footprint traveling from city to city as opposed to the actual cars themselves because the cars themselves are a lot more efficient now than they were yeah but to be fair while they're in Europe their carbon footprint is not bad because I know they're using loads of massive trucks and they're constantly running over weekends and stuff so it is it's not great Um, I won't even defend it however to go see the Belgian Grand Prix which is like one of the really famous older ones and one of the most frequently used ones it's set in the Ardennes forest and it's like the track is actually in the Ardennes and goes through the forest and everything and it is just the most beautiful amazing setting for anything and I might say like a, a motor race and like the, the village spa is tiny and there's like a couple of hundred thousand people descend on it for one week in the year which is pretty cool and you just camp out and you need to get like a train from the edge to Francochamp and then like a two hour bus into the forest to get there it's just have you been? I've been to the Belgian Grand Prix twice it's amazing it's, a, it's, it's, it's just even if you if, if, if you had no yeah if you had no interest in Formula 1 whatsoever and went just for the weekend for camping drinking beers and ignore the cars with the crack and just the setting like you could never have had any interest in motorsport or a car or anything in your life and it would be a brilliant weekend yeah. isn't it nice when you do like a once in a lifetime trip and you do it like why can't you do that again yeah, yeah. And <laughs> the, the thing is as well like say uh, there's no like street circuits where like in Mexico City Singapore Baku they do like Grand Prix on the tr- on this in the city and like part of the city's closed down to build a track around it and like there like you kind of have to go into the grandstands and pay the high prices whereas you can go to Belgium and pay like just the basic bronze package and roam through the forest and find your own little spots and stuff which is brilliant you just get in the main entrance you can't get into the grandstands but you don't want to be there because you just go off with your little festival chair box of candies and you just end up with a load of Dutch and French people talking shit yeah. and you, do you get like a view oh my god like I, I was I, I went to the same place each year twice I was sat on a hill I had a big massive screen across from me so I could see everything I was like watching the telly but the cars kept driving past me as well at like fucking 300 kilometers now it was very good very good uh and like I said, even if you had no interest in the Grand Prix, it was a you have a good time drinking cans and stuff. Yeah, this has been a long episode actually. We've had loads to talk about. We've gone through an awful lot. It's been really fun. Uh, we have a Patreon account for those who don't know. Uh, www.patreon.com for podcast. Uh, would you like to give us the price of a cup of coffee or a pint and once a month? You can if you can't meet us in real life. Uh, I would recommend you do that if you can afford to, of course. Um, if not, just drive on, keep listening, share with your friends, and uh, follow us on the socials. We're Snowcast on Insta, Twitter, and Facebook. Thanks a million for coming on. Alan McGuire hosts the Juvenile podcast. It's fucking brilliant. Even topics, even shows where I've never seen or been interested in them. Buffy the Vampire Slayer, I never watched. It was one of my favourite episodes that you did. Um, which actually. I think gives your podcast a whole different 
flash and I, it brings it to a different level that I can listen to you um, and Sarah or I've, I've only ever been on Sarah ones or you've, you've uh, I can't think of the other person I'm sorry it's really bad of me Sarah and, Sarah, Sarah, Sarah and Ellen uh, you Sarah and Ellen talking to people about uh, just shows from their childhood which is brilliant and it's a brilliant concept uh, and I love the fact what I think brings it to a different level is Grant I'm interested in Hercules the Disney movie so I'm going to listen to that one tomorrow never watched Buffy the Vampire Singer and thought that was a fucking brilliant podcast listening which is brilliant uh, so I would highly recommend if you don't already listen to Juvenalia go and check it out uh, it's brilliant I really enjoy it and uh, Ollie oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. no fix the board uh, listen if you come across Ollie in real life avoid him like the plague <laughs> uh, I'll give you I'll probably put a good point to Guinness but I'll yeah. I can't really provide much more uh, Alan your message for Snowcast listeners this week Keep dancing. Sorry, I don't know. Yeah, I actually, it was better than what we usually get. Ollie. Be sound and don't hate on Greta Thunberg. Clink of the glasses. That was very forced. Slaunch Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 